We are here having talks on God with my friend, David. Thank you, David, again for today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I dressed up for you today. So I hope I hope it has a, a, an influence on our conversation that it makes it. Uh, I'm just totally distracted. <laughs> it's all about the caller. <laughs> today, I would like for you to expound, expand and expound on unhappiness as a catalyst and by unhappiness, I mean just my experience, the experience that I'm having right now. We can quickly tell, do I feel good? Do I feel bad? Am I happy? Am I not happy? And then also a catalyst, like as in like the change agent that makes either two things become a different thing or or helps us to transition, like, like that kind of thing. And how does that fit together? Yeah, what made me think of that as a subject is um, I heard a radio host that was talking about he's got kids and they're, uh, I guess, in their late teens, maybe early 20s. And all three of them in the past six months have come to him and talked about suicide. Wow. And, you know, he's a good guy. He's a Christian guy. He's doing his best on the radio to uh, to try to make the, the world a better place. He has faith in God. And I'm thinking, then I heard other people saying it's just like epidemic right now. People are so unhappy. Mm. So I thought, well, that would be a good topic to talk about. Um, But I think, I think uh, the best way to talk about it is from the highest perspective of unhappiness as a catalyst and so i think from the highest perspective the way the system is designed to work is uh the closer our frequency is to our native state divinity the more joyful we are yeah and and the further we get away from it the more painful it is so I think that's where the, the very, very simple analogy that was given to simple people to get them moving in the right direction is, oh, you do the right thing, you'll go to heaven. Do the wrong thing, live a bad life, go to hell, where you're in pain all the time forever, right? Okay, well, that's not that's not quite how it works, but, but it's a simple analogy, uh, maybe designed to help move you in the right direction or... Yeah, and so, sure. so you can tell quickly if you're moving in the right direction, so to speak, by just well. How so, so the way they put it is, you won't know till you die. But, but honestly speaking, you get immediate feedback. Is that when your when your frequency is closer to your native state, which is a piece of God, you feel that joy, you feel that peace, you feel that that all those wonderful positive states and the further your frequency drops from that high frequency, the, the more unpleasant it gets to, it's finally downright painful. You know, people that kill themselves, they don't usually kill themselves because they're just too happy. They kill themselves because the emotional psychic pain, they, they just, they just can't keep fighting with it and they just mm. give up. But the way it's designed, the system is designed that, that feeling unhappiness is an indication that your your frequency is off and your frequency is off usually to a great extent 
because of your thoughts, and I think specifically your thoughts in judgment of what's going on in your life or people or yourself or whatever. It, it's, I think, the judgment thoughts that do the most damage. Mm. So if you have that key, then when you begin, it's best if you can experience a little bit of peace and a little bit of joy, because now you have the contrast, right? If you're just always in psychological pain, then, then I think it's hard to, uh, it's hard to find a starting point, you know, but, but the easy, the easiest starting point, I think even for the biggest amateur is things like gratitude. Just spend mm -hmm. a little bit of time being grateful to someone something for something or someone ideally gratitude to god if you believe in god that i think begins to raise your frequency a little bit and you start to feel a little bit of peace at least that gives you a baseline or if you do something kind to be of some help to somebody and you feel some of that joy and peace okay now you start having a baseline at least you have a baseline now that you're going to move deeper into that or move further away from that. Mm -hmm. So once you begin to realize that the feelings are, are how you get feedback of your frequency, now you can start becoming aware. I think the, the problem is a lot of times people just push feelings away and just um, push it into the background. And let's just say you start to do something that's just mean to somebody else because you think they deserve it and and you're feeling that feeling but part of you is satisfied because you think they deserve it until you just keep going in that direction maybe that feeling just gets worse and worse and worse over time so pretty soon you're just miserable all the time right and then if you misinterpret that you might think, well, it's because of that other person. And then maybe you double down on your meanness and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I guess if you've ever gotten to a feud with somebody, that's a classic case where it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But it, if you don't really connect that with your thoughts, actions, and judgments, then a lot of times you just figure, well, it's just the circumstances I'm going through that are making me so miserable. You know, and this is classically, I think, the spiritual, quote unquote, um, spiritual. Uh, you know, when somebody comes to Jesus, you know, becomes a Christian con con conversion, spiritual conversion. Mm. A lot of times what they're doing is they're tuning into a higher frequency. Uh, they, they, the frequency of forgiveness, frequency of compassion, and through what they hear from Jesus or maybe experience from people who are truly good Christians and have a loving heart. And they decide to let go of all their other patterns, like a baptism, right? Mm -hmm. To let go of all your old patterns and now accept this new operating system. And, and it can be incredibly powerful, like a whole bunch of weights and pain and everything just drop away at once. Mm. Because your your belief 
in the possibility of that, you don't say to yourself, it can't be done. You, you, you say, well, I've seen people who've had conversions and, and it's possible. Everything can change in a, in a flash. Well, it can. Well, what's actually happening? <laughs> you're letting go of hate. You're letting go of revenge. You're get, letting go of all those negative thought patterns that are generating really low frequency, which then you experience as pain. Mm. Right? So that's, to a great extent, what that is. You're just dropping in a moment or in a fairly short period of time a lot of those patterns that you have utilized all your life thinking that's how to live. And then you're adopting high frequency thought patterns and ways of looking at things. Right. So yeah. once you understand the connection between your, how you feel and your thoughts. So now let's just say you got some baseline where it's better. You feel a little better mm. and, and you're feeling a little better. And then all of a sudden you're feeling horrible. Well, back it up. What the heck did you just think? <laughs> right? And I, the classic example I give is, let's just say you you attune to divinity in the morning, either through your prayers or a, a song or whatever does it for you. And you get in your car and you're driving to work and somebody cuts you off and then flips you off. And you, <laughs> you have right, you know, you split off and right, you just instantly activated some of your fairly low frequency patterns mm -hmm. and, and you drop your frequency. And of course, then you all that peace that you're feeling and it's all gone. But <laughs> unless you understand it's you, you're gonna blame it on him. It's like I was fine to this idiot, you know, that it just ruined my whole day. Well, you could have blessed him. You could have saw him as a piece of God bringing you a catalyst to change. Yeah. And it could have raised your frequency. <laughs> you could have blessed yeah. him. Well, I, I, I totally see that. My kids are by far my greatest teacher because I feel like I walk around like unflappable and peaceful and available most of the time yeah. uh, in, in my experience but my kids drive me nuts and I, I i love them to death for sure uh but they just get me man so consistently uh yeah. it, it, because because i it, and i've tra traced it down on the main cause of my frustration and my anger it's because of uh attachment to a particular way so I'll I'll be attached at this vase that can't be broken. The vase can't be broken and I'm attached to it. And then I'm like, boys, don't throw the ball right oh by the boy. vase. Oh you know? And then and then they're like, okay, might you hear me? Yes. And I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm such a spiritual, uh, enlightened parent. I'm talking so well to my children, you know. And then immediately they'll throw the ball and break the vase and yeah. just anger. Yeah. And so It'll be either from attachment to a thing that I don't want to happen, like a broken vase, yeah. or an attachment for them being a certain way, because I'm thinking in, I'm protecting In relation them. to you. In relation to me, or I think they're going to hurt them or hurt each other. Um, any of that, it's an attachment on a certain way, and they don't cooperate. And and also maybe how you related to your dad, and you're, maybe you were a little more respectful when your dad would tell you something. Maybe maybe you might get a, 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 a whooping if you didn't. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now you don't have that threat hanging over their head and you expect them still to 
to show their appreciation for your kind, loving ways That's right. by being very obedient. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, it is a bit of a different environment. Yeah. Regardless of the dynamics, it's catalyst. You got to understand that it's it's. You could say God brings you catalyst or your high self, but it's somehow what's the difference between your high self and God, right? Uh, 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 a square mile of ocean or or infinite ocean, it's still a lot of ocean, right? Yeah. So, but just understand it's catalyst. It's always catalyst. And catalyst doesn't just drop out of nowhere. Catalyst is delivered. It's the system is set up to bring you catalyst. Catalyst is something very simply put that will pull you out of your, your high frequency state, but it's, it's showing you where your, your patterns are still not correct. Cause if all your patterns were perfect, None of that would matter. Yeah. Even on even if somebody is like cutting one leg off at a time and you can still hold your peace. Yeah. If if all your patterns, all your understanding are perfect, then there there would be there would be nothing to catalyze you out of that state. And it would just be love. All I would see was love and bliss. All you'd see is God. That's all yeah. there is. All I'd see is God. It's God and it's perfect. As like my That's teacher right. would say, he said the highest state of all is contentment. Yeah. Right. So you think, well, when my life is better, <laughs> I'll be when, content. When my no, kids finally obey yeah, me. When my kids finally behave and listen to me, I'll be content. No, true spiritual contentment is the understanding that everything is exactly right. And you're neither pushing anything away from you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, or pulling anything into your life. You are You are perfectly at peace knowing that everything is exactly right. And that's, if you think about that, that's a pretty high state. I'd say Jesus demonstrated some of that is when they're beating him to death and then crucifying him, that he was able to say, you know what, God, forgive them. They don't really understand. So that was his way of trying to find his peaceful center. I mean, he could have easily, and he probably did for a little bit, start feeling a little resentful, you know? I mean, after all, he dedicated his life to helping people. What had he ever done to deserve this? Right. Right? But he was able to get it together and look at it in a way that allowed him to hold that peace. He goes, you know what, Father? Just forgive them. They, they just they don't understand what they're doing. So, I mean... Yeah, that's that's pretty high level. That's pretty high level dealing with cat. That's that's high level dealing with an incredibly high level of catalyst. But that's the the principle he was demonstrating dealing with an extremely high catalyst, right? So I mean, and that's it. So my God, if Jesus could get it together under that catalyst, then and the biggest thing when, when God hits you with a catalyst is to remember God. That's the, I found the biggest thing is to remember it's always God. So as soon as you do that, you're activating a part of the brain, which now gives you a fighting chance to handle the catalyst and turn it into something positive. If you just mm -hmm. always react emotionally, right? We just, right? Maybe three, four hours later, you go, okay, God, you got me on that one. I just completely yeah. caught you completely blindsided me with that. Okay. Okay. So I, 
So you make a mental note, okay, you know. And that's, for me, what helped me tremendously with that was what I'd said in some previous uh, videos is that the first real transformational teaching that I understood from my teacher is the concept that everything is from God for your highest good, which is once again saying that even the difficulty things are actually catalysts to help you grow. And that I had to write that down on a little, you know, cardboard card, index card, and keep it in my pocket. And uh, every time I would start to lose my peace, I'd have to pull that out and read it until I felt the truth of it again as a feeling, high frequency vibration started to penetrate my mental state. It would quiet me down. Then I'd put the card away and go about my business. But I, was, I had to take it mm. out maybe 30 times a day in the beginning. So you start to reform, you reform neural patterns in your brain. So right. finally, almost in the moment of the catalyst, I would remember God. I remember one of the acid tests for me was I was, um, I decided, I was always working out, but I decided I, I should add sprinting to my workout. So no real preparation. I mean, I just decided I should add sprinting. So I'm out on the pavement back of my apartment complex and uh i start sprinting and uh and i figured well i gotta crank this up so i crank it up of course i didn't know how to sprint word of warning to people sprinting is an art to sprinting so i stretched my leg out further in front of me and immediately tore a hamstring and i'm i'm at full speed i'm at close to 100 percent of what i was able to do so i tried to catch myself with my other foot which then tore that hamstring. Oh my now God. I'm still going about 90% <laughs> of full speed. So I figured, okay, I'll roll out, right? Because I'm going really fast and I'm going down, but my legs just gave out. So rather than roll out, I just put my shoulder into the pavement. So I, I dislocated my shoulder. I tore both my hamstrings. So I'm laying on the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and first time in my life, I can't get up. And I just immediately, two things came to mind. The first one, I think it was first, might have been second. I think it was first. First thing is like, okay, God, you know what you're doing. I accept this, you know. Then the next thing, I was plotting my comeback. And I figured it would probably be about a year <laughs> to get back where I was three seconds ago, right? But But that was, to me, that indicated that I really changed my neural patterns, that I could remember God that quickly into a heavy catalyst right yeah but that's that's but that's it and as soon as you remember god that's that's two-thirds of the battle right there and you may don't have to be happy about the catalyst but it's like my teacher would say he said uh faith is not trusting that god's going to do it your way that trusting the way god is doing it is exactly right mm -hmm. faith is also surrender which i think is is the critical uh skill for contentment and you don't have to like it but you just trust god that he's he knows what yeah. he's doing i i've broken it down uh, in in i would say uh more mechanical parts um to remember to remember god and it feels all like remembering god to me but it but it also seems more mechanical in that i just uh i try to relate or 
notice the watching. So I'll notice the thought or I'll notice the feeling. And that becomes a bridge for me to notice a part of me that is not that thought or that feeling. But it just starts with, instead of being my anger, I'll notice that I, that this anger is happening kind of thing. And that noticer is also, of course, not necessarily God in totality, but it, it's certainly a higher frequency uh, when I'm in that place of being able to watch. And it yeah, feels a lot better. Bottom line is whatever works, whatever works for you, right? And And by working for you is can you... Uh, not go to the lowest frequency you normally would can yeah. you, or can you hit the low frequency and bounce back faster yeah right so the real the real acid test for you is is work is work with your boys yeah right in the moment oh. i'm not i'm certainly not unhooked but it's definitely working better all right good and, so there it is and then also i i found it really important to be able to forgive myself you know instead of being just uh, adding insult to injury and sure. and beating myself over about being, you know, yelling at my kids again over and over and, you know, just yeah. forgive myself. Well, it becomes a, a reaction. And this is one of the key components in all real serious spiritual paths is equanimity. Evenness of mind, right? Yeah. Equanimity, evenness of mind. But how do you achieve evenness of mind? You achieve evenness of mind. One of the, one of the ways for me, the story I told is one of my friend who had been Peter had said, um, "David, you cannot not be God." So for me, that was powerful because otherwise, what happens is the pendulum just starts to swing. You you lose it, and now you get upset that you lost it. Now you're even more upset that you're upset, so you get more upset. And the pendulum just starts to swing wildly back and forth, right? So that's that's if you do the graph this way. But if you do the graph this way, this is ups, the ups and downs of life. But for me, one of the things that took the ups and downs out tremendously is even when I'm blowing it, yeah, but I'm still God. And that just slows the pendulum swing way down. So see, then- See how, yeah. that how that can be. How can that be that you're still God- and be in the middle of what seems like a mess. What? How does that make sense? Well, so you just just if you know that it's true, and and then the mess, it allows you. And I think it's it's shifting frequency. It's like uh, David Icke saying, "I'm infinite consciousness having a human experience." What that actually does when you contemplate it is it raises your frequency. And it raises your frequency. It pulls you away from completely identifying as the human self. And you begin to feel expanded levels of consciousness that allows you then to look down at the human experience a little more as the observer rather than the actor. When your consciousness pulls into the your human reality, you're the actor that things are happening to or you're doing, which then locks the, that illusion in more. But if you can raise your consciousness even a little bit, that pulls you away where you're activating a little bit of the observer. Mm -hmm. Then you can watch yourself going through whatever you're going through and you go, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had friends that it's really fun to talk with them when they do really stupid stuff, right? Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah. Horrible things are happening and it's entertaining as all get out. Yeah. However, if it was me or if it was the same thing in like my marriage, it would yeah. be miserable because yeah. of the different attachment that I would have. Yeah. And yeah. so you can have joy in any of these experiences knowing it's you know, not you or you can yeah. share in it in a yeah. non-attached way. Or, well, I mean, but you know, it, it, it's, I remember uh, there was a famous baseball pitcher catfish hunter and he was known for just keeping so cool in the midst of um a world series and they go well how do you manage to stay so cool he goes yeah he goes i use the ice ice ball concept and you go what the hell are you talking about he goes he goes i realize that i'm a couple trillion years the sun's gonna burn out and this whole planet's just gonna be a ball of ice and what does this stupid little game really matter what was he doing he was shifting his perspective right that he shifted his perspective so big that this thing that's everything to the average team playing i mean like it's everything it, it became nothing so then he yeah. could just do his best so it's 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 that i mean we perspective shifting is really what you're doing your perspective shifting which also shifts frequency it's like, yeah. okay, so for me, a, a powerful perspective shift is, yeah, I'm still God. You know, because to me, that's the ultimate. It means I'm safe, I'm worthy, I'm lovable, I'm loved by by the creator. I'm still God. So it doesn't matter how badly I F up, I'm still God. So it's like, right. yeah, so what does all this matter? This doesn't... None of this really is even really that real. Yeah, it's not pleasant. You know, I just tore both hamstrings and dislocated my shoulder, you know, but it's like, eh. That must, that must have been God's will because that's pretty extravagant. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty extravagant. And and I overachieved. I, I had to finally have a, a big male neighbor who was able to help me into my house and then sat me on the floor where I couldn't get off the floor. I crawled to the bathroom to have a pee about four hours later. And my wife came home about six that night and I'm still on the floor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You... <laughs> but I was like, that's oh, all right. I accept it. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to just rehab, figure out how to, how to rehab myself. But I mean, you know, contentment. And I can't say I have perfect contentment. I'd say I have moments of perfect contentment. But to me, those are like uh, pearls. You know, you just string enough pearls on a, on a string. You got a pearl necklace. All things pearls, right? So you just work on it. But understanding that catalyst difficulties are opportunities to look at why you shifted your, your uh, frequency down. What attachment did you have? what free uh, attachment to it being a certain way or people acting a certain way towards you or you acting a certain way right uh uh judgments like this guy's a sob right you, you just analyze why that dropped your frequency it's a tremendous opportunity to repair an incorrect thought pattern that's helping keeping you tethered to this lower level of reality mm. As a, one of the things Nancy Dennison said that I thought was just brilliant. She goes, the infinite creator extends himself out as us and our vibratory rates have to get low enough in order to incarnate in a physical body. Then the, the whole trick is to be able to raise your vibrational rate 
back up high enough to merge back in. Well, that's what this is about. If you got low vibrational thought patterns, it's keeping your vibration from raising enough to to integrate back into the creator. Because hmm. that's vibrating away. If you got a judgment that these people are this and this, or I'm this and this because I don't forgive myself, or I don't forgive this person, that is a thought pattern that's generating uh, frequency, low frequency, that you have to clear that before you can integrate back into the creator mm. or what we call liberation. So this is not just, eh, you know, I might, you know, it might be fun to do once in a while. It's just a, a little hobby. This is the key. This is the whole thing. But this <laughs> earthly life is designed to keep hitting you with catalyst who so you either start to clear it or you die in your freaking misery and you try it again yeah. in another fight. Yeah. <laughs> but you got so, we're, we're mortals. You got forever. Forever you get it right. And if this if this solar system burns out, then there's another one. If this universe yeah. shuts down, there's other universes. Yeah, as many tries as you need. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that, that uh, you've talked about in the law of one says, the questioner was saying, what's the best way... If, for these entities to heal themselves, they're talking about yeah. healing yeah. and, and their physical elements. And they said, belief in unworthiness blocks intelligent infinity and in healing. And that's like your, your Baba quote of, of, um, you know, the greatest sin. He said the original sin and the greatest sin is the feeling of being unworthy of God, but I guess feeling unworthy in general. Yeah. Yeah. We block it ourselves. Yeah. And and what what you, you brought to my mind is is what they say in Law of One. They go, the catalyst first appears mental, emotional, spiritual. If you keep pushing it off, it eventually manifests in the physical body as illness. Mm. They said most illnesses, unless they're karmic in nature, where you had decided before you were born to take on a certain physical problem in order to help you grow, he said. All, all other illnesses once you re remove that uh remove that or correct the problem that the catalyst is showing you then a lot of times that physical illness will clear up it's merely a manifestation of low frequency energy activating aspects of your dna that are bringing about illness mm. it's the mechanism it's working yeah to bring so, it to yeah, our so attention listen you know we're given lessons so you can do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. Right. <laughs> I heard it put this way. Free will does not mean you set the curriculum. Free will means you can decide when you want to take it seriously. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. So so if you have patterns that need to be cleared and they keep manifesting in your life over and over and over because you have to clear them, you can keep throwing that lesson on the floor as long as you want, but they're not going to go away. They keep coming back. And eventually yeah. you run out of energy and physical time, you die. They still don't go away. Yeah. They're sitting here waiting for you. The, the Course in Miracles says, says, this is a course and it is mandatory. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're only, it says something like you said, the only choice is how fast you will take it or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So that's, you know, we're all like brats in the first grade. Teacher puts a test on our desk and we throw it on the floor. Like, you can't make me take that test. Like, fine. You know, next year, 
everyone else moved on to second grade, you're still in first grade. Well, you can do that till you're 50, but you're going to look pretty stupid sitting in a first grade chair. So finally realize, you know what? Why am I stuck in this classroom? Because you you won't pass your test. Is that all? Yeah. So now you can start to. But I mean, you you can throw your tests on the floor for an eternity if you want, but you don't get out of first grade until you pass the first grade curriculum. Right. <laughs> uh, but you'll be 50 years old in first grade and you'll be cursing out the teacher and the principal and the whole damn right. system stinks. You know, it's like, no, dude, it's you. It's you. Yeah. Increasing discomfort out of out of your own mercy that you set up. There is increasing discomfort to stay in first grade. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, how, how are you going to wrap this up for us in, in this session, talking about unhappiness as a catalyst? Well, just, just, just realize unhappiness indicates you got some bad patterns, right? That you need to correct. Usually, judgments, judging yourself, judging others, right? Uh, but I would say just start with the simple things. Simple, just treat others the way you wish to be treated. That that's a really, really good start because even if you're an idiot, you can figure that one out. Yeah. What's that? The wooden, yeah. Oh, yeah. My wife reminded me. Yes, God. Yes, God. She said the wooden quote, and I'm going wooden. Oh, John Wooden said, "Happiness begins where selfishness ends." Yeah. Even so, a lot of people. I'm not selfish. It's like, okay, fine, you're not selfish, but just treat others the way you wish you would like to be treated. That's just a really simple. Even if you're just a complete moron, you can start to raise your frequency with that one <laughs> well how would i want to be treated here i'd want to be punched in the face and spit on no 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 yeah. i want to be treated yeah, with a little yeah. bit of love a little respect a little bit of patience okay do that then for others yeah and that's a start that's a start that will start to give you a baseline where you start to feel a little better so once you start to feel a little better notice when you feel worse what did you just say think or do and correct it if you want to continue to feel better. If you just, if you, you know, it's like, I'm never going to forgive that person. It's like, okay, all right. Stay miserable the rest of your life. Slow path. <laughs> Keep getting sicker and sicker. It's fine. That's your choice. That's God's not pulling that away from you. So far be it from me that will really, really want you to be happy and healthy. Be as miserable as you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's your choice. It's your choice. Right. And I dare say probably some people have been doing it for thousands of lifetimes. I'm never going to forgive them. It's like, okay, don't. That's right. You know that I'll say one last thing. Cause we can go on forever. Uh, not forgiving someone else is a lot like drinking poison every day, hoping the other person's going to die from it. Yeah. Not really effective. Yeah. Not really effective, but you can do it if you want. Keep, keep, see how it goes. Give it a try. That's fine. All right, David, thank you again. Thank you.